Hi, welcome to this March 2022 Conveyancing Matters News Review. Welcome to Conveyancing Matters with Lorraine and Stu. Join us for a chat about all things property. So, hello, Mr. Forsdyke. How the hell are you? I'm very good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right, thanks. Um, you always say that. Bit English, isn't it? I always say I'm all right because <laughs> of COVID. So, um, but it wasn't very bad, to be fair. Um, so, yeah, I'm all right now, Stu. Thanks, mate. So, you're not so, in your pyjamas anymore, then? I, I'm afraid I do have my pyjama <laughs> bottoms on. But let's right, okay, then. Uh, let's not tell anyone, Stu. Nobody will watch this, so it's fine. They won't know. So, uh, yeah, so March 2022 um, conveyancing news review, Stu, as ever, just for the, uh, you know, the one person that hasn't uh, watched this before. Let's just explain. Um, we do a bit of a sort of roundup at the end of each month on, uh, you know, things that have interested you and I in the sort of conveyancing arena. I mean, there's always lots going on. Uh, so what we're going to do is just sort of, you know, pick the things that we think of particular interest to conveyance at the coalface to. So um, we've had a budget since we last had a chat. So uh, so what's your what's your view? What's your takeaway uh, on well, the budget? Well, what was in it? Not a lot was there for us. Property lawyers. <laughs> no, exactly. So I suppose over the last sort of couple of years uh, with any announcements, we've been at the forefront, haven't we? But uh, not in this, not this time. Nothing really in the budget of any note was there. Um I suppose the only link really maybe into uh, our sphere is probably the, the cost of living now uh, with everything going up and, you know, is that going to have an effect on the market? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, we have talked about this before, haven't we? Um, and our, our lovely friend um, Russell Cook was, was quite bullish about this and, you know, didn't think it would have an impact. And, and you know, Russell probably knows more than I do. Well, I mean, Barry sure knows more than I do. But um I couldn't help thinking, Stu, that sort of later in the year, and I absolutely don't want to talk the market down, but equally I think we have to be realistic about this stuff. Um, I can't help thinking that later in the year, you know, fuel prices are definitely going up. Um, yeah. Whether or not that's going to, uh, you know, have a sort of downward impact on on the on the market. Um, I mean, just to sort of pick up on another, you know, um, uh, sort of property fact, um, what's come out in the last sort of month or so, is the fact that you know house prices apparently are still high. There was, how, um, according to the UK House Prices Index from the ONS and uh, the Land Reg, you know house growth was at nine point six percent in January twenty twenty two, which um, you know still is still high. But um, but Stu, are you sort of? I mean, you know, there's also talk, isn't there, about um, uh, things slowing down. I yeah. mean, are you seeing that at the moment at all? No. No, it's not at all. No, I, I wonder whether we, I mean, I personally thought the first sort of quarter of this year, there, there would be a bit of a dip. It would be slightly quieter, nothing drastic, but but slightly quieter. Don't seem to have seen that um, in the southeast particularly. I also wonder whether sort of last year um, you know, with the stamp duty holiday, not only did people take advantage of it, but maybe it's conditioned people to sort of focus on what they want to do in the future and i.e. save up to buy. Mm. And maybe we're actually now living off that. You know, people have actually managed to save money over the last few years and they're now in a position to buy, you know, maybe not in time to, to save to stamp duty, but this year. Yeah. So I wonder whether we're just going to sort of eke out this year of, you know, lots of growth still um, and lots of demand. And I think that's probably where we sit with it. Yeah, I mean, I hope for the sake of the market you do. I mean, and what's interesting is that, you know, I'm, I'm hearing, 
you know, from the firms I either train for or locum forced to. And I mean, I'm hearing that, you know, there really isn't any sort of meaningful slowdown at all. I mean, um, the, um, uh, you know, there are, according to the Building Society Association reports, that there are some sort of headwinds and they sort of talk about prices falling, which actually, you know, in a way, perhaps might not be a bad thing, might sort of stimulate the market further, really, if that's the case. Of course. Um, so, um, I mean, I also thought just as a sort of slight sort of budget detour, I mean, there's always talk about sort of stamp duty land tax before any budget isn't there. And um, what I thought was sort of slightly odd is that um, people were speculating about, about about whether, you know, elements of SDLT would go up again, which I thought was probably unlikely. But what I really what I saw reported that I just thought was, well, odd um is there a couple of reports that said um <coughs> you know buyers and members of the public think that stamp duty land tax is a jolly bad idea and jolly ought to be reformed stamp duty land tax ought to be replaced and i thought uh, well anybody that's got to pay a chunk of money when they purchase of course they're going to say that is that likely no when you look at the stamp duty land tax yeah. receipts that the treasury got last year you know, are they going to kill that cash cow? No. no. So was that a story? <laughs> no. I just thought, of, I don't know. Is it me? Am I getting old? Yes. It's, it's different. You know, it's always going to be there. It's whether it obviously does need reform, doesn't it? Um, it's whether you could have, you know, sort of more marginalised brackets with, with different percentages. You know, I always wonder why it goes from, you know, that, that steep jump from one to three. You know, no sort of intermediate um, bracket. You know, where's the 2% gone? Um, but I think there's also that sort of train of thought, isn't there, that should stamp duty be paid by the vendor, mm. um, not the buyer. But what a sort of shift that would be um, to bring that in. And, you know, yeah, people might think it's a bad idea now if they're buying. But what if they've just bought and they've got to pay it again when they're selling and, you know, so on and so forth? I can't see. I, I think it's here to stay, isn't it? And I think it's here to stay I in its so. current format for some time. I, I couldn't see them, you know increasing it in the current climate with everything else that's going up because it could have a negative effect but who knows yeah i mean it's interesting isn't it um you know but it is it's a cash cow i think the, the the broader problem for conveyances actually is that stamp duty land tax has now just become so complex um it's just yeah, become, definitely you know, the, the the fodder of negligence claims and i think that's that's the thing that actually in reality for coalface conveyances and firms can you know concerns me is just the um you know the the potential for errors yeah 100 it's too complicated you go back you know a period of time and it used to be that it was purely based on consideration and that equaled what you paid you've now got multiple dwelling relief you know you've now got different scenarios if you're you know overseas buyer uh you know if, if you're sort of um buying um to replace a house that you're living in you know so many different permutations now that go into calculating what's you know stamp duty should be that as you say it's got too complicated and you know i think we discussed before it's really in the remit of a an accountant more than a conveyancer yeah i completely agree i completely agree so perhaps moving on Stu. i mean we did talk a few weeks ago um and probably just to 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 keep on sort of just again in more general terms in terms of what's going in the market on in the market there was a suggestion that the um that you know that the lenders the bank of england mortgage affordability test uh for, for lenders when they're looking at um uh when they're looking at uh, you know buyers uh, you know ability to pay a mortgage mm. as part of the sort of 
agreement process that mortgage affordability test might be dropped. I think that's certainly still on the agenda. I mean, maybe some of our mortgage broker friends can, can bring us up to date on that. But um, I think I worry that uh, I think it, I, I worry that it might cause people to overstretch themselves. But maybe the other side of that coin is if if the market slows down later in the years, yeah. too, having some of those restrictions removed to enable people to purchase um on the other side of the coin, might not be a bad idea. What do you think? Yeah, no, I think you're right. It'd be handy to have something sort of up your sleeve to, to try and stimulate the market if there was a, a dip. But again, it just sounds to me like we're going back to sort of that sort of was it 2007, 2008 era where all of a sudden everything crashed. And a lot of that was to do with the fact that people were sort of overspending or, or affordability wasn't there and banks were still lending with their 100% and 110% yeah. mortgages. Just seems to be a bit of a throwback to that day. Yeah, I mean, well, maybe to link to another piece of news that came out this month, Stu, um, the Halifax produced a report, again, perhaps for our sort of agent and sort of letting friends that watch, um, That um, and the headline from that, Stu, was that, um, you know, um, buying apparently is now £1,400 a year cheaper than renting, mm. uh, according to, as I say, a recent, you know, report by the Halifax, but, um, but that's... That's not really the point, is it? In, in, in real terms, I think. Yeah, I, I don't see what the you know what we can gain from that kind of stat anyway. Um, at the end of the day, you know, I think it's it's what people want, isn't it? People want well, to I buy; also, they don't want to rent. If but if you're paying a very high rent, how are you ever going to save for deposit? Exactly. That's the issue. But again, it? it's all about demand, isn't it? I think the demand for rental properties is there. Yeah. Um, that's the key, and of course, that means the the rents organically then become higher, don't they? Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So what else um, have you seen in the in the sort of news this month, Stu, that's caught your eye for our conveyance friends? Well, maybe one of the, the, the bigger ones, but obvious, was probably the inflation rising. Um, yeah. You know, we, we sort of touched on it earlier, didn't we? But it's a 30-year high. Yeah. Um, we're talking now 6.2%. So, you know, going back to the cost of living, you know, if, if there is a potential for a market dip, you know, you'd, you'd think, wouldn't you, that, you know, the cost of living at the moment with the fuel prices, oil, stuff like that, it's, you know, it's getting to a point where it's not insignificant. I think we discussed before that, you know, various rises, um, you know, maybe wouldn't have an impact, but it's, it's you know, it's getting heavy out there now, isn't it? You know, the cost of fuel now yeah. um, is, is really expensive, isn't it? Um, so I think, you know, with your sort of energy bills going up and whatnot, you know, it's, it could have a material effect at some point later this year. Yeah, I mean, I think people will get out their prams about interest rates creeping up, but I think we do need to remember um, uh, that interest rates have now crept up to 0.75%, but of course, um, um, that is still less than 1% uh, in, yeah. terms of, uh, in terms of bank, you know, the, uh, the interest rates. And I do think we need to just be quite careful about that. Yeah. Um, and keep hold of that. I mean, again, I don't want to keep saying we've said before, but nobody, you know, very few people working in the conveyancing sphere now, Stu, will remember when interest rates were 15 percent. Yeah. Um, I mean, one tiny thing that I think is particularly relevant for conveyances that they need to look out for is um, is, in fact, the law society's interest rate that we um that uh, that we obviously quote in our contract uh, the contract rate of interest that's the the penalty rate of interest that applies in the event of late completion lots of people instead of putting perhaps you know, four or five percent above you know barclays base rate or whatever will quote the law society's rate 
well, if ever you do have a late completion and perhaps if the market tightens up a bit, you, you're going to get more of them. Um, always go to the Law Society's, uh, if, you just, if you just Google Law Society's interest rate, it will take you to the sort of table of, uh, of those interest rates, the Law Society's interest rate over the years, and always make sure you're applying the correct rate, because as rates are creeping up, the Law Society's interest rate similarly will creep up. So do just watch out for that. It's one of those tiny points. But if you're calculating the contract rate on something for late completion, you want to be applying the correct percentage, um, which is uh, which is you, are you one of those, Lorraine, that knocks the uh, knocks the percentage back. You see five percent in there. Do you knock it back to four I'd... in the grand scheme of I'd... things? When we do that, are we doing it out of a matter of uh, habit or? I think to be fair, four or five percent. I would. I've always said to people on my training courses is you know is acceptable, um, you know, and I wouldn't get particularly with interest rates so low. I wouldn't get particularly aerated about it. Particularly, quite frankly, if I had very little else to say, uh, I've got to say it's not something I would get overly aerated about, Stu. Um, you know, but if I'm if I'm making a point, <laughs> I, I can't say I've never done it, mate. Let's put it like that. Can't say I've never. I've never knocked it back. <laughs> it always makes me laugh when I see something there's a middle name missing or something significant, yes. but they've still they've still spotted the the five percent and made it four. And I think mm, yeah, know, yeah, yeah. In the yeah, grand scheme the, of things, when the perversion is the, the fan, you, do you resist that? <laughs> do you resist that amendment? Hell That's yes. what I want to know. <laughs> Are you there with your Viking helmet and your Viking stick saying no, no? I'm gonna I'm gonna defend my five percent contract rate. Uh, I think to myself, you know, in the grand scheme of things, when that client's not moving uh, and all the proverbials flying around, I'm really not sure that the five or the four percent is going to come into play. No, no, exactly. On, to them. Yeah, on, th on three days, on three days late completion. Yeah. I have to say this, there was a chat because um, I, I mean, there's nothing more irritating than a pedant, is this too? But of course, there's nothing more irritating than a pedant who's correct. And um, <laughs> there used to be this gentleman practicing on the East Coast somewhere. Uh, in the days of facts in particular. And uh, as you know, you know, the time for completion in the contract is 2 p.m. But if we all get to sort of 4 p.m. on a Friday and everybody's where they should be, we all sort of take a big sigh of relief, 5 p.m. probably these days. Uh, you know, we all breathe a sigh of relief and, and, and think, thank goodness, that's a Friday. Well, what you used to get with this chap is you'd hear the facts whirring into action at about quarter past four. And he's very sort of, you know, he's very sort of eldy weldy you know, logo at the top. And it would spew off and say, well, you know, uh, as uh, completion is uh, after 2 p.m. in accordance with standard condition, whatever, um, actually, we've calculated that interest at the contract rate is this. And, and your client owes us, you know, £22.38p. And you just think, oh, God. But of course, actually, the annoying thing, of course, is that he was right. Um, and that's what I mean about this. But nothing more annoying than a pedant who's right. But yeah. I do just always, I did in fairness in practice, do always used to think, my goodness me, this gentleman just doesn't have quite enough to do. Yeah. But it's interesting. Quite busy when we enough. talk about times in contracts, how many people sort of really look at those, especially where there's a chain? Yeah, they don't. Um, and I often see these contracts. I think, hang on a minute, you know, I bet that's not been uh, looked at or, you know, taken into account on the actual day. I think, I suppose that the difficulty is on the day, and it's a hard one to explain to a client, isn't it? That, you know, there is a contractual time that completion must take place by, but actually um, you've probably got a 50-50 chance that it will be. It might go on longer than that. We can't actually tell you. 
Um, but as I say, if, you, if you're all just where you need to be by 5pm, consider it a win. You're okay, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> anyway. So what else? Um, conveyancing timeframes, of course. I mean, you know, it, it, mentioned it because it's been a bit of, you know, bit of news. Um, haven't improved at all. So the amount of time that transactions are taking has been reported. And, and as we've just mentioned, of course, um, we're, you know, still busy on that. But Stu... You know, one important point I would come back to, as I say, for our lovely conveyancing friends is, you know, the very topical, important issue of um, the sanctions. So, yeah. Stu, um, you know, do you want to mention a bit about that? Yeah, well, it's obviously something that's not going away and is going to grow and grow, isn't it? Um, we've obviously done a chat on this um, before. So if anyone's uh, listening or watching today and, and hasn't seen one of our previous videos, please do go back and uh and take a peek because we do sort of cover this quite in depth, don't we? Um, in, in terms of sort of how it's going to affect us now and in the future and yeah. what checks we should all be doing. But yeah, it's, it's, I suppose to, to be, you know, to coin a sort of average phrase, it's getting worse, isn't it? The numbers are going to go up. Yeah. Um, and therefore the importance of identifying this on, on the ID checks that we do has never been more prevalent, has it? Yeah, exactly. And again, for those that don't know, you know, sanctions is almost a sort of, you know, a, a side road really off, off, you know, or a sub subheading of your of your, your broad sort of AML, your anti-money laundering issues, really. But you know, it is fast moving. The government is updating the sanctions list. You've got to make sure you're not acting for people on it. Uh, you've got to make sure you know where money's coming from, particularly, you know, Russian money, quite frankly. The government added a further sort of 64 people to the sanctions list just this last week. Uh, and actually, I'm pleased to say, Stu, you did mention the chat that we did only a couple of weeks ago on this. And we did do um, uh, a handout to yeah. sort of supplement the um, the um, chat, which is on the Conveyancing Matters website. Um, we'll you know, stick the link to the um to that chat on this video but actually the nice thing because the handout's got quite a lot of contact details and you know other useful information on it um and actually quite a few people have said oh thanks very much for the handout you know it's really helpful la 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 so you know that's nice it's nice that it's helping people in practice which of course was the point mm -hmm. so um what else do you want to mention Stu? what else have we got I'm trying to think now um can you hit, hit me with something i'm running out of content well, again, probably allied to that, just a, a sort of watch this space for conveyances, really, Stu. The Economic Crime Act got the um, royal assent, um, meaning that it's kind of on the statute books, but it's not all in force yet. And really, you know, jury's out. The idea is, again, that this is, you know, supposed to be, um, you know, another part of the sort of government's um, uh, sort of trying to, well, frankly, many would say probably close the door after the horse has bolted, really, uh, in terms of uh, us finding out where money's coming from, particularly looking behind the veil of limited companies, beneficial owners, yeah. all of that sort of thing. Some of that's going to be retrospective. So I think that will be difficult for firms. Um, so that's a real watch this space. So if I was saying to conveyances, I don't think we know the extent to which it's going to impact on what we do every day yet. Uh, but if I was going to um, advise conveyances to to keep an eye on anything and the Economic Crime Act coming in and the impact on our due diligence, um, I would say very much keep an eye on that, I've got to say, because I think that I just think the jury's out on the extent to which it's going to impact on, on us. But it's clearly going to is the reality. Um, and of course, um, the dreaded old uh, ground rent scenario. We've, um, you know, talked about this before, but 
The leasehold reform ground rent act 2022 that's also um, got royal assent due uh, but it's not all in force yet so uh, again that's another real watch this space watch this space that's it yeah um again going to reduce ground rents to a peppercorn on basically you know new leases but of course you uh, it doesn't deal with essentially doesn't deal with the millions of existing leases that are already well, that's the problem a lot of the new leases now we, we don't have to worry about because i think a lot of developers and and, and landlords and sellers are, are you know acclimatized to this issue aren't they yeah so the, the problem are the ones that are in existence already yeah i think um and also uh, what some commentators have said, which I think is a very good point, actually, isn't it? Is is that even in the same sort of block, uh, you could essentially get a sort yeah. of two tier, um, yeah. you know, approach uh, to, to to leases, some of which have been sold off, which do have ground rents, uh, perhaps of you know some some um, substance, and then the sort of next tranche that don't that yeah. that have been um, you know with commencement dates after the date of the act, and uh, so you could almost get a sort of two tier market. For uh, you know, for essentially flats in the same block, really, because those yeah. that got the ground rent provisions, sellers might feel they've got to sort of decrease the price of them to actually sell the properties, which is a very bizarre, um, but probably quite likely sort of um, uh, you know side effect really of the act. So that's another one really to to keep an eye on. I would say a um, couple of tiny, couple of other tiny things really, but I think just relevant to sort of point our, our colleagues to um, the land registers updated practice guide 65 in case anyone's interested on rent charges um the dreaded old rent charges um it doesn't do sort of affect our no. you know conveyances issues around section 121 enforcement of rent charges and roberts and lawton and all the rest of it but it's absolutely i think still worth practitioners going and having a look at it because it's been you know quite a quite a they've renamed it and it's quite a quite an update on what the land registries requirements are if you're registering a rent charge so worth a look i would say uh, and also while we're on with the land reg again a, a sort of tiny but i think sort of significant one um for a few so you don't get your um you know your registrations rejected they've also updated practice guide six so you know it's one of these little tiny sort of esoteric points too but um if um a document appointing personal representatives was obtained outside the uk you know obviously conferring um uh, authority on the prs to sell a property for example yeah. uh, that's not acceptable to the land reg unless it's been resealed mm. by a court in the uk so Maybe a tiny point, but nonetheless, yeah. one that's worth looking Important at. Important one. Yeah. Because, uh, again, if we can avoid stubbing our toe on these tiny things and getting our registration out, then uh, so much the better, really. Um, so any anything else you want to mention, Stu? Or, or, or do we no, get... I think that's it, really, isn't it? I think we sort of summed up, summed up March in a quick whirlwind. Yeah, exactly. Well, Stu, lovely to chat as ever. Um, hopefully anybody that hasn't subscribed will be doing so. I can do my rubbish pointing <laughs> either down here or up here, down here. Um, and I still have my pyjama bottoms on. So um, I'll see you really soon, Stu. You take care now. Yep, take care, Lorraine. See ya. Bye.